You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You're listening to Inside Real Estate, your source for all things mortgage and real estate related. The show that brings you all the hottest topics and insights directly from those who know it most. Now sit back and enjoy the show. Yo! Jessica yeah. made it in today. How are you today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a little, yeah. Oh. I'm here. Yeah, well, oh, there oh. it is. Yeah, you're oh, just having all kinds of problems. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what's up, everyone? Paul Paslakis, Salvatore Cusmano, Brad Weisgerber. We are Inside Real Estate. Today is a very special show. We have a friend I've known for a very long time, John Hill. Oh, I thought you were about me. No, I've known you Damn it. longer, actually, with Get Credit Credit Healthy. What's up, fellas? Yeah, that's what you do. What are you there? You're like Chief Revenue Officer? Yes, sir. That's what you do? Yep. All right. So he brings in money. Today's also a very special day. Today's the eight-year anniversary of my wife and I getting married. Sorry. Oh, no. Yeah, eight years. Yeah, that's a long... <laughs> Where did that come from? What? Did you just do that? Eight, yeah. Eight years is a long time now. We have, right? we have yeah. options to do that? Did you just play? That's pretty sweet. <laughs> I mean, the applause was Not for the Tiffany. anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Yeah, yeah, that, that was definitely for Tiffany. Yeah, Not years. Wow. The fact that she's put up with me for this long has been really, yeah, really impressive. Kind of unbelievable. Uh, I really probably wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for her, to be fair. So today's uh, is she again, listening today? Uh, I don't think so. She never <laughs> listens. She doesn't care what I say, dude. That's very, very what are you young. doing for her today? Nothing, dude. We're going to Greece, so we decided. I mean, we're going to go to dinner. We're going to do a nice thing on Friday, but you know, it's 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 eight years. It's they think it's bronze. I looked it up. You got to get something bronze traditionally to get her a bell. A bell? Yeah, that's what she needs. Right, where we? Yeah, yeah, a bell. <laughs> um, <laughs> she can sit in bed. Ding ding dong. <laughs> All right, guys. Jesus Christ. All right. So today, I, I do want to talk. There's there's some interesting stuff happening with NAR and a, and a lawsuit, and I really want to kind of get into that because I think it. It has some uh, effects on the market if that goes through, and I think you know it's an interesting situation. Uh, I do want to talk to John, and John has got a really cool story. John has really clawed his way through the industry in different parts of it, and it's interesting how he's been able to get to where he is today. I think there's some extracurricular stuff that you've done to do that, but you know we can talk about that later. But no, John is uh, – I've known John for a while, and I think a lot of us have, and John is always – like he's the one of the best networkers I've ever met. Like He's always networking. He's borderline annoying, but it works, right? So uh, we'll, we'll talk to you about that. But, J- John, give us your story, man. Let me know, Let the audience know how – you got to where you are today because you know chief revenue officer. It sounds pretty official. Is that? I mean, are you important? Um, you know, is is important as any other member of our team is. So, oh, I mean, it's there you the, go. Uh, yeah. He's humble. Yeah, it's the. Uh, it, it's just out. a title. Yeah, it's, it's nothing more than that. I think. So, what does get credit healthy do, and why is it different from like uh, Lexington Law? Because I think what you guys do is similar, where you guys help people get credit healthy, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. answer your own question. Yeah, why, but no, but like, why? Well, how are you different? Uh, well, and I, mean, I think one of the biggest ways we're different is is that we're not getting uh, sued by the CFPB. So that's a that's a big differentiator. Is, is, Right is Lexington Law being sued there, by the CFPB? There, yeah, there's some things going on with that. Yeah, really? Um, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, why? Um, just why are they getting sued? There, you know, it, it's a little bit hard to say. I mean, again, we were talking about the NAR lawsuit and things like that. So things come about. You got to investigate things. So we'll see what happens and comes about that. But got it. Uh, you know, the investigational. We'll, are they being we'll investigated or sued? Uh, right now, there's a lawsuit. So, wow. um, but we'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully, they have uh, someone good representing. So credit's a funny thing, and Sal, we deal with this a mm-hmm. lot, right? Like we'll get people. And they have like, you know, you know, 
the credit's not great. We can actually run a scenario, and a lot of times, you know, it's people that just have to pay off some debt. The credit scores will go up. Some people have much, much, you know, deeper issues that have to be like worked through. And if you don't have someone to kind of navigate you through that, you know, we get asked, right. and, and I don't think it's our place to actually advise them on what to do. Definitely isn't. No, no. it definitely isn't. I mean, there's a lot of different uh, rabbit holes that you can you can uncover and go down in that. So. Um, you know, with, with the credit, uh, repair act and, and, and your, your credit agency agreements and things like that, they don't really want you performing credit repair because it's more self-serving. You need to have that expert and, and you, you also want to make sure that you line yourself up with someone who's got, you know, the, the, the chops to do it, HUD, HUD certified and FICO certified counselors so that they're putting them down a strategy and a path as opposed to just getting things, uh. Is that your phone, dude? It was. That, yeah, it it was. was. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, you, you want to make sure that you're, you're creating a consumer that's more qualified for the long term and not just for, you know, the transaction that you're doing. You want to make sure that you're creating a, uh, someone that's going to be loyal to you for a long time as well. Um, you know, so what, what credit repair does by and large is, is it is transactional. It's yeah. something that you're, you're going you're gonna to get, uh, you're going to get that score up and you're going to get that mortgage done. But what does that do for them for their next financial yeah. or that next loan that they're going to get? Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times, when you dispute a lot of things, they're going to go off while the dispute's happening. But when the dispute's over, they're going to come back on the credit report. And you're, you're, yeah, not, so, create, you're not fixing the problem. You're just kind of patching it up for a couple so days. So let me explain that to the audience. So the, it's just so everybody understands, when you dispute something on your credit report, while it's in dispute, it is not being factored into the, the algorithm or the equation of your full uh, credit mm-hmm. score. So what will happen in the past is, and, and you know, loan officers have done this for a long time. Hey, I need you to dispute that, right? Whatever account. Now, it's changed a little bit, but that's what happened in the past. They would dispute it. It'd get basically removed from the equation. The scores would go up. You could close their mortgage. And all of a sudden, you go back, and you didn't really right. fix the problem, Until right? Fannie, Freddie, and FHA kind of got wise to it yeah. and built it into their algorithm. Hey. Yeah. It will evaluate the size of the dispute usually and then say this needs to be removed and we need a new credit report, right? right. Which yeah. is where – So that did change. So now Fannie and Freddie, <clears throat> when you run it through their their system to get an approval, they will tell you whether or not they want that uh, dispute removed. And exactly. so – but but it's not 100%. You can still kind of get away with it. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, it's right. not 100%. So you run it. So, so yeah. So what we do is, is I mean, we partner with nonprofit credit uh, or HUD counselors and, and, and FICO uh, 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 certified counselors to 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 build a strategy around what that that specific consumer's issues are. Um, we coach and educate them and put them through a path, and it's not it's not something that's going to happen quick. I mean, there are some times where it does get done, you know, in thirty to sixty days. But for the most part, again, you've got to think about creating a better consumer for the long term, and you got to do what's best for that borrower and that consumer. Um, so that they don't default on that mortgage and it doesn't come back to, you know, hurt you guys as a lender, a lending institution, um, down the road. So one of the biggest reasons why we're starting to partner with some larger groups that, um, you know, due to some compliance issues, we can't talk about totally today. Um, but, uh, we, you know, the, the reason why is because people that go through the platform that we've created are 41% less likely to default on their mortgage. Is that so, a, how do you get that stat? From Fannie Mae. Wow. Yeah. So it's, wow. it's a direct stat from Fannie Mae. And it's, it's something that, you know, if you think about that, that alone, you know, you're, you're now creating a loyal customer because if you have to refinance, you think about, uh, how many customers you've closed last year on purchases. You can refi those people now. They've gone through credit repair. Most likely, you're going to have to go through credit repair again. We're trying to create that consumer so that when you those things happen, that you can just get them done again. They're going to be loyal to you because you've helped them out. 
That's interesting. Is credit is you know a lot of people don't understand credit. You know we get calls, Brad, all the time. Like, hey, ninety five percent of the country. Doesn't no, understand. nobody does, and they'll be like, oh, my credit karma says this, and then all of a sudden we pull their credit and it says something different. It's like, why is it Completely. different? And you know, credit karma is great. I think it's a great tool to keep up on stuff, but it doesn't. It's not what we use. It's a good it's tracking tool, very notification good. tool, right? Okay. Hey, someone pulled their credit. Hey, you have a new account, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe we've noticed a late payment. It might alert you before, you know, it goes. 60 or 90 days late, but ultimately, uh, it's not accurate, right? It's a different scoring model. And it's really important if you don't know where you're at to really figure that out. Yeah. Right? The best thing is, is to, to get in, get in touch with someone like us to put you, to put you mm-hmm. with that, that, that a counselor. So, what, so let me ask coach. you a question. It, yeah. so, so the biggest issue that we have is because we're on the front line, Sal and, and Brad, right? We pull the credit and we're like, Oh, you know, you've got a, you've got a 560 credit. Um, you know, it, you had, you have some collections or stuff, stuff on there. It's like, Okay, where do we go from there, right? And then because we're the front lines and they're like, well, you know, I didn't have that and I didn't have this. And then we try to help out as much as we can, but we know we have limitations on what we can and can't do for them. Well, it's kind of like, listen, I know a bit about real estate. I could probably write up a PA, right, or a purchase agreement, but I, I don't know at all and I don't want to, right? I, I want to say, hey, talk to get Credit Healthy or talk to someone else who knows exactly what's going on with that. So they can help you out the quickest because, you know, it's kind of like a real – yeah, I think I could probably tell you what your closing costs are. So if, I, if I'm a loan officer – And then it might not be exactly what it is and right. then someone set up the wrong way. And the biggest thing is is that as a loan officer, you know, you're trying to help this borrower out and you say, okay, you know, <clears throat> I see these collections on there. If you do this, this, and this, it's going to boost your score. What happens if you do – they do those two things or three things and spend – Two three thousand dollars to get that score up, and it doesn't happen. Right, right. right? Now they're looking at you as you yeah. gave me this advice. I'm now out three thousand dollars. None of this worked. I can't get a home anymore. Well, I can't that's, that's, how, that's how typical more, uh, credit repair companies had operated. I mean, we've we've sent people over, and they're they're given a plan. They do the plan. It doesn't work out, and it, it doesn't seem like there's there's like a, as a consumer, well, like who John said, it's it. a band aid, right? Yeah, and yeah. ultimately. At the end of the day, like Fannie Mae's buying that profile. He's, they're buying that consumer, right? Right. And those companies are basically putting lipstick on a pig. Some of them are. I mean, you yeah, don't want to put I don't want to blanket underneath. it, but I'm saying, yeah. you know, often like with the have disputes a bad and things like that, industry. right? And that's the biggest thing is it's the reputation of credit repair. And we're trying to distance ourselves from from that reputation as far as possible because we're just not. I mean, we're an education and a coaching platform with technology mixed in to make sure that the loan officers stay in touch and communication Well, that's with the them. biggest thing. and that, that's the, So we, we work with credit repair companies every once in a while. I've worked with them in the past where they're like, okay, send us your people will ha- will help them through it. We'll send them back to you when they're when they're good and healthy, and then you guys can do something for them. Well, there's not a lot of visibility. We don't know what's going on. We don't. We're, we're just completely detached from it. They get their credit scores up, or they do some some things, and we never hear from them. And it, it the, the whole process of trying to get somebody, and we're trying to do the right thing, right? But yeah, it and you're hoping that it comes back, right? Hope. Although, yeah, I, hope I, is not. A, I do believe not a strategy personally that at some point there has to be some type of. Uh, change in the way that credit is scored. I mean, it's absolutely crazy to me. They've that made changes, but someone it's who it's... has had credit, good credit, never a late payment for thirty years, misses one payment on accident, right? Forty for points, a, fifty points for a fucking points. forty dollar Macy's card, <laughs> and now their credit's trashed, yeah. right? Right, well, and yeah, it takes a year like... to get back, and it's like, hey, you're going to pay thousands and thousands of dollars more because of this when they're getting a mortgage. Let's say it's not even that though. The, I think there's a fundamental change that needs to happen with visibility so like you may or may not have missed a payment on your macy's card 
but they might have reported that you they did. They just ding you with it. You don't even know. Yeah. Right? I'll give you an example. Right. Well, you get, your score could be 500. You have no idea. But that's, a, that's an issue of the right? merchant, right? You, but I, I guess, yeah, people need more access to their credit. Yeah. How yeah. crazy is it? You don't know your credit scores. You have to have someone yeah. pull it. Right. No, and, and, and there's some really cool tools in the, in, in the industry that are coming out to help with that stuff, too. But um, they're all different models, too. Like, it, it, it is crazy, crazy you that can't even you know need your to own have credit, credit score. You have to do to, anything. You have to yeah. have credit to, to rent an apartment. You have to have credit to buy a house. You have to have credit, credit to get a car. Credit card is trying to do that, You have to have credit yeah, to do think anything you, in life. I think a lot of people, especially people who pay for everything with cash, right? Yeah. We always get that. Yeah. I've always bought everything cash. I've always bought my cars cash. I've always and they have bought no what credit I had, profile, and that's right? great. Yeah. I mean, that's... That's awesome. No, but credit then it's is like, hey, I want to get a mortgage. Yeah, you can't Shit. go open a secure. Credit and that's card. the other thing that our platform will help do. Um, you know, again, building a strategy around somebody who's credit invisible, someone that you, you know, I mean, again, that guy that's paid cash or that person, that, that young guy that's never done anything. Right. Here's my right. biggest problem with credit right now. The, here's my biggest issue with it is these credit bureaus are fa- are for profit companies. Yeah, they are for a profit. Lot of people companies. don't even know that. So they're not like agnostic companies where they're not, uh, they're looking to make revenue. And these credit bureaus actually sell information to companies yeah. like banks and other places. Like when you get a thing in the mail that says you're pre-qualified, that's because they bought Dude, that from the credit Imagine how much money they're making. Making tons of money. To, I mean. Trigger leads. You think know. of all the companies pulling credit so think about how this. much those bills are monthly. They sell your information. You get, you go, you go to get your mortgage pulled, right? You go, you go to get a mortgage. Your credit gets pulled. The, that credit bureau now has the information that you had a credit company pull your credit. They sell that information to other mortgage companies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got a call from Quicken the other That's day. asinine. I got a call from Quicken the other day, but I never talked to them. How, did you guys tell them that I wanted right, to get a mortgage? Yeah. Well, right. To no. reel it, to <laughs> reel reel it sneaky, back dude. a little bit, too. I mean, how dangerous can credit be to someone, too? Right? Like someone who's never – you can basically – get a credit card or something like that or maybe you're on your parents when you're 16 17 right and by the time you're 18 20 you move out and you have a 730 740 credit score Mm -hmm. you walk into the you're looking at a car or something online or you you know you go you want to buy something hey i have like seven thousand dollars of credit available and you make 21 grand a year yeah right you You rack it up and and there's on a no vacation, and there's like yeah. N- nobody teaches. I mean, I, I mean, I, I had home it. economics when I was in high school way back in the day, but they you didn't took teach home me how to for four years probably. <laughs> <Home> <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, just one. But uh, I, I would have taken it before. Of course, if I you would have. Um, but no, I mean, if you think about you know how you're, you're right. I mean, it, it's one of the biggest things. It's so that easy you to have. get into what my dad calls the credit trap. Yeah, it, and it, I did it. Yeah, and I did it. I was like, hell yeah, I made ten grand this month when I got married. Racked up a credit card, and it took me. Two years when I got married, my credit score was 580 because of the things eight years I, ago. Yes, when I literally it was 580, um, and <clears throat> my wife shouldn't have married me just based on that. So, um, when we got married, my wife's the same yeah, for that too. We, we have 580, right? You want to know how I got my credit scores up? I put myself as an authorized user on all her cards, got all her past past accounts, uh, to be used on mine. I everything things fell off, and now I've got like a 740, right. Or, you know, it's, it just, there was, there's ways to do it. And back then I, I knew how the tricks to like get my scores up, which all have kind of gone away. You can't, yeah. you authorize user doesn't work the same way. Yeah, it but does. Maybe it does. I don't know. All, my, my point is it doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't, no, it, but yeah. it, it, it does was me, give you way. all the history of that account. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there, listen, the, 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 the bottom line is, is there's not enough education around credit as a, as a young adult. Because no. when I was young, I had a $500 credit card and I didn't pay it back. And there's not enough education around debt. 
Yeah, right. right. That's the truth. I think one There's thing not enough that education about do, real life. Well, I think <laughs> one thing right. that these companies should do is raise the minimum payment amount, which would suck, right? It's like shit. I got that's five grand make on a money, credit though. card, right? I get it, right? But they could even heavily put interest into it, yeah. Because ultimately, okay, I can afford five grand at thirty dollars a month or fifty dollars a month, right? right? And then you, I constantly see it. You know, you pull right. a credit report and it's like. $10,000 limit, $9,990 on this card, right? Yeah. And they just make the payment. $50 yeah. payment or whatever because every month. You, you can you can finance clothes yes. from That's what I'm saying. Zulily. What is it and, called? And, uh, 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 what is that thing called? Uh, uh, whatever it is. There, there's, when you go well, to buy something, it'll say, do you want hey, to we'll give you 100 bucks too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Open up a Nordstrom card. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody. For your $200 pair of shoes. No matter where you're at. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's people are always throwing it down your face. And as a young, as somebody... You know, eighteen it's to twenty-four years lucrative. old. Yeah. You know, it is. It's the credit trap. But it's like, hey, I don't have to spend two hundred. Buy now, on pay this later. Thing. Buy I'm, now, I'm pay later. Do it this way. And next thing you know, and that's the only reason people are in trouble. You're twenty-six years old. You've got two hundred thousand dollars in student debt, and you've got twenty thousand dollars in credit card debt, and mm-hmm. then you're. Do you done. can walk in and lease a credit? car? <laughs> they ask for no income verification, anything, right? Yeah. They pull yeah. your credit score. Uh, Six eighty. Yeah, you get a car. Let's roll, right? You yeah. get a car. You get a score, a car. Your payment thirty dollars higher. You first. Oh, you could have a repo on your credit and get a car the next day for sure <laughs> the first time i bought a car it was t- totally new to me and, and i came from mortgages so i was already in the mortgage industry right yeah and i went to go buy a car and i, I like had a folder of pay stubs w, like right like i was gonna get a mortgage <laughs> was like how much do you make and i was like blah, blah, blah. like all right we're gonna do a softball on your credit uh, all right you're good here's the keys i was like what yeah, <laughs> yeah i could have told you i made 20 grand a month and you would ask any questions Which is dangerous that's I how you used a, to be able to get dude, a loan back in 2000 i financed a car last Jeez. week an old car i went online Plugged in my info, right, and told them what I make, told them what I had in the bank, and an hour later, the wire was in my account. No verification, nothing. I mean, yeah, they checked my credit, which is okay, but, I mean, I could have put anything I wanted on there. It came in. I don't know if they have some tools in the background or whatnot, but that money was in my account, and I said it was for a car. It is. However... You could use it for it could have been anything. Anything. Yeah, I could have went and just sure. went on a vacation. You know, that, that you know, part, and have no collateral. They don't collateralize it. I am a little and worried about And it's a four percent interest rate. I'm a little worried about which that. Which is wild. Can you, can you give me that information? Yeah. Yeah. It's our access, I can give it to you too. Our, honestly, it was great. Our access yeah. to capital in today's world is very, very, very available. Capital is everywhere. And you wonder, you know which is funny because in two thousand nine makes me wish I two thousand nine you couldn't get any loans. There's huh. no capital anywhere. Why haven't we learned from two thousand eight, two thousand nine? We're making money in it easier. Exactly. Profit. It's profits. exactly in three or four years we're gonna re- we're gonna recreate the exa- we're gonna recreate history again. It won't be the same. But we will. We are overextended as a, as a as a nation. Starting to. Well, we, our whole nation's built on debt, bro. That's how we work. And, 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 and you know what? Deficit. Yeah. To, to uh to a, a good friend of mine down in Texas, he's got a his his lo- mortgage company called Debt Does Deals, and that's the truth. Triple. I mean, D. you you can't you cannot. Buy a mortgage if you don't have when debt. When people used to well, ask me what I do, creating debt. When people used to ask me what I do, you know what I used to say? What? I sell debt. That's it. It's yeah. basically that's, what we do. That's what that's yeah. what you do. I, I mean, you got to do it consciously. It doesn't matter what your name is. We sell you, money at a cost. Yeah. Exactly. No. Right. And yeah. the thing is, is you never learn about it, right, until you're already inside it in in the until circle it's too of late. death, right? Yeah. So circle what you need to death. do, or what what I think this country needs to do, because now past like I don't know the '60s, '50s, like I don't know exactly how it worked back then, but it's pretty constant that like, hey, you're going to borrow money. 
you're not going to like buy your house cash likely. So yeah, it's, I feel assumed. like at a young age, like people need to learn like what it means to borrow money. Yeah. yeah DTIs. hundred percent. Like that. Like, like, yeah. Coming out of high school, they're going to get student loans. They don't understand. What hey, anybody loans. That's, that's why a student loan is anybody such a Anybody that's big listening, right that's a teacher or like has kids or whatever, I will gladly come and talk to your class about, about that. Absolutely. Like school, it into the math curriculum. Paul's probably not the best idea you know? to do that. I'll 100%. I should not be talking I mean, to kids. You, yeah. <laughs> you, so, I mean, we get I mean, credit healthy. Like knitting. Exactly. I mean, knitting and, crazy. And, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, there's a good point. You know? Yeah, our school system. Listen, <laughs> honestly, it, this should be taught in schools. It should be taught in high school, really. Is it, where it, it should be taught it, senior year in high school. It should be a mandatory right. class where, I mean, because you have like, Let's you know. Let's get you ready for life, brother. American history. You've got certain, you know, uh, uh, required curriculum right. that you have to take as a senior. It should be, fi- it like, should like, be financed. Like life you know, finance. You know, personal finance, finance. Personal finance. Personal finance. Yeah. How do, I mean, because, I mean, I, I, I can tell a you. Personal I mean, Finance class would How do you, be very valuable for people to be like. You, you don't need okay. to balance a checkbook today yes. because everything is online, say, right? Was, but you actually need to know how much money you have before you swipe a card. And well, you want the reality of what fine, personal yeah. finance and is. What does it do to you? Who and, needs to know how to balance a checkbook? When's the last time you balanced a checkbook? I've never. Not, my wife used to balance it to the penny, and if it wasn't right, she'd go back well, through and make sure where, where, where she found it. I mean, she's an accountant, so I mean, she's got that gene in her, but it's, it's I, I've never. Well, I'm like, all right, I got this yeah, money. In there. When you get into the credit trap, too, you figure out how to <laughs> triangulate it, right? Yeah. All right, rack up this credit card. Go take out an interest-free credit card. Right. Rack we'll that other one back here. up. That right one's interest-free for 18 months. You do this, you do that. I mean, I've, I've done it a lot. Yeah, and man, does it suck? Yeah. It, all of a sudden, you got 40 G's of credit card debt. Yeah, and you're right? paying eight thousand dollars a month or eight hundred bucks a month on all those you're things. Paying, you're paying three grand a month on it. It yeah. Still take you a year to pay off. Yeah. yeah. So what we're gonna do at Get Credit Healthy? I mean, I've only you know I, I joined this company about uh, two and a half months ago, and the outlook for 2020 is is we're gonna start putting some of those programs together. Um, we're gonna work with uh, we're gonna start off with a veteran program. To where, you know, and the idea behind it would be is well, to veterans get, need to help too. Right? Yeah. They I mean, come it, back and they're, they're all out of sorts. And they're coming back and yeah. they're all out of sorts, they're right? All out of so, you know, the program and the idea behind it, what we're going to be doing, and I don't want to give too much away, but is to get in, get in front of that and, and get them, get, get to them and get them enrolled in a program so that they can learn about what's going to happen, you know, what That's credit awesome. is so that when they come back, you know, VA loans are, you know, one of the things that I, I think that we need to be talking about a lot more in, in, in our, in, in the mortgage and in real estate industry and understanding them a little bit better so that we can provide and make sure that we secure and, 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 and VA loans are under attack on a lot of levels. People, real estate agents don't like getting a VA deal. And that's, they, they turn that's them too away. Bad. It happens all the time. So they're I mean, one of the greatest loans out there. That it's is the too best. bad. And it's, it's, the it's, best. they're one of the greatest loans for the greatest people in our Correct. country. And you're going to discriminate against that and right. that person. And it by, happens a lot. And that's, uh, to me, that is absolutely, it, it, it's crazy. Yeah. So what we want to do is, is get around, get in front of that. So when they're come, when they come back, they're ready to go. They understand it. They they get what they're going to do. But it's not just for that loan. It's for the rest. Of the, it's it's for it their sounds, life. Right. It sounds it's a, to me that like Credit Healthy, the company that you're with now, actually is conscious about doing the right thing. Obviously, you're for profit. Let's not forget it. All this stuff is self serving on some level. But at the same time, you can do the right thing and, and be profitable. So yes. our technology piece is the profitable piece, right? It's not. It's not about because we use nonprofits for the coaching and the education. So that's that. I want to make sure that I mean it's the technology and the platform that we have. That's that's where we make our money. Um, but on the on the coaching. And, and, and education, like we 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 specifically 
partner with nonprofit agencies to do that. So if, if I'm a loan officer today and I want to, I want to use get credit <clears throat> healthy because we can, can anybody sign up? How does that work? So we're, you know, it's, it's more of a, uh, enterprise solution. So, uh, you know, I mean, we, we'll, we'll do it for a small broker, small, small, any company. We're going to be in the arrive platform. Okay. Um, hopefully August 15th. So anybody listening on the, that is getting arrive or that it's on arrive, you know, hopefully August 15th, you'll see us and you'll see the launch and everything. Um, but just go to the website, getcredithealthy.com and see if we'll, it works um, out good. and we'll, we'll, we'll do an assessment for you. And if it works, it works. You know what's um, funny about John? Uh, John used to trot through our office. He used to do title for us. When oh we, my remember God. Remember that? I hated you. Oh, John would you come in. You love me. I, I taught you with a passion. John would come in <laughs> and we'd be like, fuck, man. He John's would bring here. the best donuts, though. Yeah. <laughs> he would. For sure he would. So John was in title for a long time. And they kicked ass at title. Yeah. And um, you did a great job. You did, you did a great sure job. Make sure got done. But what I, what I always appreciated about you is no matter how like annoyed we were that you were there, on some level, you added value when you came. And that was something that we, you know, I always walked away and like, I was like, oh, you know, John's all right. It's just super annoying. I didn't want to deal with it because I was like in my world, right? But you always added value and then you'd leave. And so it was good. Um, nobody and, wants to deal with the title guy. Nobody wants nobody. to deal with the yeah. title guy. No, it's horrible. Uh, then you went over, and then from there, uh, you transitioned and you went to Into was it, tech at Social Survey. You yeah. had the Social Survey, which is a great company, does yeah. a lot of good stuff. Then from there, I mean, you just hopped over then. You went over to, uh, Homebird, was it? Yeah. So I, uh, took over the operation with CEO at Homebird and, uh, Ash Holdings, really. Yeah. Um, and that which was is a great a, company as well. It's a great company. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome opportunity. I mean, <coughs> I mean, I never thought John's that an opportunist though. He's yeah. Like, yeah he's no, I, I, I never thought that I'd have an opportunity or a chance to be the CEO of anything. Yeah. Um, I know. and did I. yeah, yeah. Not Nobody too many did. people did, Your but wife, you know, for someone friends, to, yeah, so for someone to think of me in that, in, in that light and to give me that opportunity, that was great. But, um, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm a sales guy. Yeah, and talk to I'm me. a relationship. I want, I want to talk to talk to you about that because a lot of people because one thing that you do excel at is your ability to network. Yeah, you do a really good job networking, and you're always got your you know you're getting you're setting people up. You do a really good job, and something I've I've learned from you actually is that you you take your network and you help your network help each other. Yeah, which which is really really what people should do. Your network isn't self serving all the time. The beauty of ha- like creating a network and having people around you is being able to add value to that network. For and sure. So what you've always done, even today, like you're like, Paul, I've got this guy. I've got this person. You should talk to this guy. You should talk. And that person, you're saying you should talk to Paul. And so well, it's, it's quite evident in today's age, right? Like the most successful things, the most successful people are people who network. Right? Yeah. Like look at Facebook. Yeah. It's a network. And that's how it started. And yeah. that's how it blew up. LinkedIn. In a matter of. LinkedIn. Yeah. LinkedIn. Google is to a degree. I mean, you know, it's it's insane. And if you model yourself kind of after that, right? Like, how can I get in front of the most people, talk to the most people, tell them what I do or or whatever? You're gonna end up. If you can create a robust network, <clears throat> if you can create it, a lot of people just want to go work somewhere and just be anonymous and, and not have like their. It's difficult to build a network of good people around you. But once you build a network and you've got really good people around you in, in that network and you add value to that network, you will always be okay because you will always have support in that within that network right and i think it is understated for for real estate agents loan officers everybody out there that just wants to do leads sit in their office and call 100 leads a day and no don't get out there and not get to know people those people when the moment the leads are turned off they have no more business that's what happened in 2008 that's what you're looking at today right i mean i've known a lot i mean from Back in the title days, and I started in this industry in 2001, so I came in in a, in a refi boom, and then rates went up a little bit, and then we had the crash. 
Uh, but after the crash, I mean, there was a lot of great, great loan officers that I know and still friends with today that, you know, I mean, they got into that trap of let's call all the, uh, the, the, the easy refis and let's do all of the, uh, what are those things? It was lucrative, uh, man. Even yeah. right now. Even yeah. right now. People are on. I mean, it's, it's dialing are... for dollars, but right. you forget how to sell a mortgage because you're just selling. It's not even selling yeah, a mortgage. Yeah, you know how to yourself. sell the mortgage. You don't know. Yeah, it's an easy thing. You don't thing. know how to take care of the you know? that fed you, right? And, and Or and, that was feeding you that now you're like, listen, I got 15 refis. I don't, I don't care about your Yeah, that's what happens. Like, right. right now, loan officers, all of a sudden, the refis start booming again. And, you know, real estate agents don't get called. Yeah. And I always tell LOs that, that, that this is the best time to reach out and create your network with real estate agents. Because, look – if you have a network of, of people that you're working with that refer business back and forth, you will uh, ha- have longevity in the industry. Yeah. Uh, you will have a much healthier income base for longer haul. You can make a lot more if you just focus on refis right now. But if you don't build that network. Well, more- do you want a job or do you want a career? Correct. Well, I mean, that's the right? thing is, is that, I mean, ref- purchases are a 401k program for, for, for mortgage lenders, right? I yeah. mean, if you want to be in business and you want to stay and you want longevity, you have to have a purchase plan. Yeah. You have to have a strategy to build around realtors and whether you're whether you're retail local like, like you guys right? you just have to think like or you're how or will you're i be cons- doing this in five years yeah. or how will i be doing this if something happens and but but moving away from a purchase strategy in a refi market is is the death of i mean you take a look at over the last year right a lot of the consumer direct shops in in the country have when rates have, went up they were, rates went up they they were hurting and they were trying to adapt to the purchase market on the run and on the fly and it, 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 it takes too long i mean it's a three well, to six month incubation period too- and when you're buying leads you know you have to put all that money up front for three to six months before you start returning that but you have to make it focus and you have to have a plan well, to do sa- that the same yeah. thing goes for real estate agents too right same Let's thing say, hey, same you thing. had a you know pretty cushy cushy salary job you're kind of over it you got a little bit of money saved up you can go out right now plug into zillow right let's yeah. say you're a good salesman at another job right Probably get out there and probably do pretty well. Close three, four loans a month right off Zillow. For sure. Close three, four I mean, real estate I mean, real transactions. Estate. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but see, right. that's the beauty of Zillow. And get though. into it. And if you don't learn how to – now, that that's a good thing, right? You can go out to there, get, but you need you to going. learn how to turn those leads into relationships. Oh, right? and, and that's yeah. that's beautiful right you there can, because yeah. it's your voice of the customer. Zillow, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're if you're a, a consumer direct uh, brand or you're a, you're a realtor or – the voice of your customer and the, the stuff that you've done good to people and for people is your best ROI. If you if you put all of that uh, that customer experience that you provided into each and every borrower and get that out into the community through LinkedIn through, through all yeah. the social media outlets, you're going to build your brand. Well, yeah, and your I brand is the most important thing that you that have. People need to realize whether it's mortgage, real estate, a lead is a lead until they pick up. Yeah, and then it becomes a sphere of influence. Because now you've already known this person and talked to this person, and right. especially after you close it, they're in your network. They're in your network, and if you've done good, and then you have to figure out like, hey, listen, like. But most people are transactional, man. That's no the doubt. Problem. I'm just saying, that's and that's why that's why it's a high turnover business, and yeah. that's why a lot of people don't make it, and that's why. So like, the leaders of these companies need to put a strategy in place for them, because if they, because again, I mean, if real, if your if your loan officers are transactional, the company doesn't want to be transactional. They want they want that repeat do. referral business, Some right? Don't care. So you, you need to automate that customer experience, the voice of customer process. Here's my fear with automation, things. though. Automation has to still be human. And it's diff- it's difficult. It's getting much, much better to be able to automate the human experience. My fear is is when you have someone that is actually a client now, too much automation feels sterile and nobody Listen, wants to do that. Listen, it takes a special cog in that wheel 
to be able to build relationships. And those are the people 100%. who rise up and end up probably don't even writing right. those. Technology right? will never replace human relationships, yeah. right? And human <clears> interaction. <throat> but what I'm saying is, is that it's if, you're, accentuate it. if you're if you're closing 40 deals a month, right, you should be sending out a, a customer service survey to every single person that you have. And then when you get that feedback back, mm-hmm. you need to be putting that out on on every social media post, on your this website. This is very important. Everything. So, so in today's world, we talked about this earlier, the first thing people look at is the star rating. Yeah. Right? Who are these guys? Let me look at their star rating. Are they rated well? It's very, very important. Mm-hmm. And not having a focus. A lot of companies, I look at, I look at like a Lowe's, like uh, Zillow profile, zero, uh, zero uh, ratings. Or then you go to their Google page and they've got one Google re- review, and, and you just lost that Some deal. of them kill it too. They kill it. And they yeah. don't. They don't. They don't see the value of it because it takes some work. It takes work to get people to. Because nobody listen when you when you talk to a client, some some of them will automatically just go and give you a review. Mm-hmm. Very few will. Because it, it, I don't. I've, I've left a few reviews in my life. Yeah. The hardest thing to do is follow up with someone after you got paid. Yeah. You know? That's it, why you automate it. Because if you automate it, it doesn't well, matter. Well, you can if it automate it, but I think the, the people who are um, going to be long term successful are the ones who, who put up strategy around it. Whether it is automated, whether it is. Whatever the strategy a campaign, is, there has whether to be it's strategy. even having people, hey, you closed a loan with Sal uh, six months ago. We just wanted to follow up. So it could be yeah. anything. You've right? got to have Something. a system by which you capture these refer- – these, uh, because if you do a good job, everybody should know about it. But automating that that uh, that customer satisfaction mm. experience survey type of a thing will be – is the most – is the easiest thing for you guys to put in place. And the reason why is because well, you we want have, to get – We the, have automated. Yeah. You want to get that information right away. You want to get that out on, on social media. Right. But then if there you, you do have detractors and you do have those people that – that aren't uh, want to know what's happy. wrong. You a want to know what's wrong, but you want to attack that right away so that you can flip them and understand so you can get better. <coughs> yes, right? but the, I mean, the question, the question for me isn't. It's more the ones that are upset. I want to know why, right? Because I need to get better at that. I know the the ones we did well, but I, I need everybody else to know that. But the ones that did I, we did we messed up on, I want to know why and I want to fix it. So I want to get into these topics though because we're going to run yeah. out of time. Um, th- there's actually a few things we want to I want to talk about. So first thing is NAR. Is being sued by a lot of lawyers, uh, and what's under attack right now is how real estate what's agents. NAR? The National Association of Realtors. Thank you. So realtors in general are being being sued right now. Class action lawsuit, uh, and they're and we've talked about this, but it's kind of heating up because ten more lawyer law firms just jumped on board, and the DOJ's on board. So there's a lot going on there. They're basically attacking the way that real estate agents get paid. Now, the reason this is poignant, in my opinion, is because this happened to the loan officer industry, right? Now, there was a crash that caused that. But what happened was, is people looked at us as the linchpins because we got paid on mortgages and how we were getting paid. So they revamped the whole thing. And who won in that were the big banks because brokers and smaller shops had to abide by these rules and banks didn't. And so banks kind of got a leg up in that period of time, and it took a long time for 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 us in the in our smaller shop world. Yeah, to a assume- how have tides turned? They have turned. Yeah, they Big have time. turned because we've learned how to navigate the the laws, and actually we got stronger because we even batting with with a weight on our bat. Right, so mm-hmm. it's a little bit different. But what's happening right now is they're being sued because they're saying that. The listing, the, the buyer's agent is colluding to get more commissions and their commission structure is unfair to the seller because the seller has to pay that 3%. And a few other things, right? Am I, am I wrong on that? Well, I mean, yeah. And it also said yeah. that the selling agent or the listing agent does more than the buyer's agent. The, I mean, yeah, they, yeah, they, they, yeah. And they, yeah, they said the listing agent should get paid more because they do more. Yeah. And, and, and that's not really true. The whole thing's uh, frivolous, in my opinion. And, I, and I'm not it, a. It's, well, 
it's specific to each transaction. Sometimes a listing agent does do a hell of a lot more than the buyer's agent. And the buyer's agents, though, they hustle, especially now yeah. with 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 yeah. it being but a, listen, a buyer's agent. But, but would you rather be market? a listing agent or a buyer's agent? You personally. Uh, listing, yeah, listing all day. Of course, I'd just so the audience understands, agent. when you're a listing agent, but why is that? Because you put your because you do less work. <laughs> you do less work. <laughs> I think that'd be more exciting to be a buyer's agent. I think that sellers are probably a yeah, pain in the ass until you get a call agent. at seven but, o'clock at night to go see a house in Belleville. Yeah, out on that, or your listing agent, or, or you've, or you've, or you've. That's looked what I'm saying. Thirty one. Other than houses. having to go show homes, right? Like if I had a team that just showed homes, hey, you can set it up. Yeah, don't get me wrong. The point is, here's the point: when you get when you get. Uh, judiciary systems in place and and to think about a, a, a process or, or a business that they don't understand, weird things pop up. But, so many current references in Congress yeah. right now that I could go to. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> I mean, it's when, when the government or the ju- judiciary system tries to implement uh, uh, things into into businesses that they don't understand, it fucks everything up. Yeah, It fucks everything up. Like Healthcare? Like, look at the loan estimate for, for a loan right now, today. A loan estimate that was supposed to be easier for for oh, someone to man. understand. If you look at a loan estimate today, I barely understand it, and I, and I look well, at them every just day. Just like everything else, right? It's there's a workaround. And Honestly, do you know that like they, it, with the even with like the LO comp rule and things like that, there's workarounds. Yeah. As a correspondent lender, we can get paid for a higher rate. Mm-hmm. We really yeah, can, yeah. Right, we, we can make well, more. Hey, put can. in the owner's name the or whatever, can. right? Yeah, the yeah. company can. Typically, it's because we're taking them short. Yeah, right. right? Like, the, hey, we can't pay you on this, so we got to take it short and put it in our name. Otherwise, right. you know. But in reality, like, there's a workaround for that. Hey, we don't want to. We've never done that. Yeah, the LO comp is is being <laughs> reviewed, and that's going to be changing as well. I and mean, there's a lot of things Again? that are changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah everything's oh, yeah. changing. Everybody's it was a big initiative with. Congress and the NBA and here's and here's the that, problem with that. this lawsuit that bothers me and this is a devoid of the actual like the realtors or any of that the people that are laying in wait loving this wholeheartedly are like Zillow, Open Door, uh, Redfin. These companies that are buying houses off the market they well, yeah. have the same amount of fees are just structured differently so they're not even being mentioned in this law- lawsuit so of course they're, not. they're sitting back they're like all right let's see what happens so part of me thinks because yeah. when we first started talking about this I was like man who really gives that like who really cares that much to like start this right like who's really like Zillow? screw this agent like I'm gonna start a class X and some guy in Minnesota that, all these big companies Minnesota all these some big companies that are in getting into this they gotta have a hand in in, in getting this good there's gotta be a motivation I don't know I think I think something something moved the rock and now they're just sitting back and this thing is just taking off because was one guy that was very unhappy yeah. with the sale of his people house. are too happy right and and, and yeah. if you feel wrong as a lawyer gonna, said yeah, of course they can sue you yeah, yeah. Well, listen, can sue as as a sh- shift comes into play where values either flatten out or even go down a little bit commissions will be a big thing well right? i'm gonna tell you right 6% now six percent commission is like hey I mean, commissions we're underwater. Were already yeah. under attack we're right? underwater because the average amount that someone puts down is probably like five percent right yeah well if you bought a house and you put five percent down you're underwater even. immediately you're yeah. even you're even immediately yeah. you lose your down payment yep you lose that equity you got to pay six percent commissions i mean the commission like structure is already under attack. To sell a house. It was so, already under attack. Like people were already looking at it. Like this is not working. There's already like <clears throat> oh, like people trying to figure out how to like. But now you add this, and now you've got companies like these other big conglomerates. <clears throat> My biggest fear is that real estate agents now will end up just working for Zillow. But if you think about it, so not going to happen on a house. I doubt it. But I, I'm just saying, I'm this, okay this, with putting five percent down and starting that loan even. Right, I'm breaking even. Think about when you buy a car. You walk off the lot, 
You're way underwater. Well, listen, you either put it as soon down. as you put your keys in the car. Here's the thing: you either put it out. Show. You, you got to buy a Wrangler. You either put it down Compare up front, or industries. when you when you buy a car and don't pay it off, which is what a lot of people do. They buy a car, have a two. Most years. people don't pay their house off. Sure, but you either put it down up front or you put it down later. If you're underwater on your car, you're going to pay it in the end, or you put it down up front and you're not underwater, mm-hmm. especially on a house, depreciating though. asset. Yeah. A house can be an appreciating asset where. True. Hey, whatever. We still walk away with an extra 30 Gs. Yeah. Well, I mean, talking about appreciation, and I believe it was May, um, the average house appreciated 0.9%. So over the lot. year, it's almost 11%, 10.8%. And they've actually revised the appreciation uh, up from 3.6% for the year to 5.9% for the year. Yeah, but so dude, that's, that's slowing down. Let's talk about projections. It's not. It's actually speeding up. This is up. crazy. This is crazy. Talk about appreciation. I did a loan. I did a refi for someone uh, almost two years ago exactly. Not Just over a year and a half ago. I'm doing the refi form again right now, a year and a half later, almost two years. Their house appreciated $180,000. Well, it, that house, because really? I know which one you're Crazy. talking about. Though. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about because I called you on it. Right, but what, what can also happen too is you buy a house in an existing area where the highest sale is four hundred grand or four hundred eighty grand. A new development comes along. Yeah, it was a new, and they're building new monsters. I mean, that's that are five hundred grand. You can't yeah. use that as an well. No, it still blows my well, look mind. Well, look at Royal Oak, yeah. even right. So I never thought my you house know, would be worth you what buy it is a, today. Right, and. All the, your neighbors never never thought that either, right? Never. They bought their house for eighty grand. It's a two hundred twenty thousand dollars house. Right. Yeah, right? I mean, I bought but my house for pretty darn good. And well. mind you, there was that slowdown, but they may even bought it way before then. Yeah. But now with all the development, the shortage of inventory, the people who are now building and redoing houses, right? Areas just in general, right? The appreciation is also because of the added. Um, improvements that have been put into houses because it's like, hey, we're yeah. not going to move. We're going to build on. We're going to do an addition. We're going to do that. And all of a sudden, you have all these different Yeah, but, but guys, relax because the slowdown is coming. I mean, it's evident sure. that it's coming. Not only that, like Fannie and Freddie just implemented more restrictions on low yeah, down payments. Crazy. Yeah, they re- they're restricting low down payments where before you could use a, a calculation at 100%. Now it's at 80%. We can get into it, but it doesn't matter. But basically, it's getting tighter. Less, less people will be able to put 3% down on a mortgage uh, than, than they had before. Also, on top of that, DTI restrictions or, or debt-to-income restrictions are getting tighter. Fannie and Freddie, in my opinion, they're seeing that the market's yeah, – They're prepping. They're, they're, it's softening, and they're getting tighter because they want better paper. They, is they, that a bad well, thing, though? Or no, is it a ru- it's, no, it's, it's exactly what should happen. Or, or is it a rubber band because it's now the opposite seeing, of what we thought was going to They pulled back so far 3% down 50 DTI on a house where yeah. someone has yeah. – Fifteen dollars more than what's needed to close. Yeah, they're getting. Yeah. Are they now seeing that rubber pan come back and it's not as clean as they thought? Well, right. The, like I think that that. I mean, if you think are about, are they having foreclosures? I don't even know that. You take a look at what's happened. Really yeah, low. yeah. If you take a look what what how the 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 mortgage programs and products have evolved over the last two and three years, they're starting to look a lot like they did in two thousand and seven, two thousand. So here's what I want to say. Here's what I want to say about starting that. to Fan, starting Fanny, just scratching and they're the pulling it back. Fannie yeah. and Freddie, they, they're they're doing the right thing. Like they're they're doing the right thing by tightening right now. Here's the reality, though. I, I can write a loan today for someone that's self-employed based solely on stated income. Again, yep. I can. Income. I have that product. It's possible. I can do a self-employed client and not use any of their tax returns and just use their bank statements. They're available. So, not the, zero down though. Not zero down. That's the difference. So it's smart and it's not adjustable rate. Ba- back in the day, you could do an adjustable only. rate with with five percent down, no income, no asset, and interest only. <laughs> so what happened back in the day? Is, Negative. Well, and as if you're we able to look at bank statements and they do have the income to support, who it. cares? Right. I, I it's mean, actually smart. They lending. have the income. It's smart lending. What happened back in the day was 
as we got closer to the the crash, things actually accelerated oh, yeah. and got more dangerous. Now I'm seeing more smart lending, so I'm very happy with the, the landscape, and I, I like what's happening. But to your point, and everybody's point here, uh, appreciation in the housing market is going to be, be very healthy, right? even through the recession, which we're going to go into. Right, we're yeah, going into a recession. Small. It's going to be. Gonna be t- t- what they call you know it why in, uh, it's going to be small? In, uh, that mortgage movie. It's going to be uh, small because everybody sees it coming. Yeah, everybody sees it coming, and everybody saw what happened in 2008, and they, everybody thinks they're going to get a deal. Everybody's got all this cash waiting, and once a recession comes and they can, they can get a deal, money's going to pour in. Yep. Like, that's what I think. People are waiting for the recession. Yeah, money's going to Like, they want to get sure. a deal. I'm not sure, you know, I mean, when that recession's coming, though. I 2020. Mean, it, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, we might I don't, be in it right now. We don't know. I that's don't how think it works. So. Listen, it's it, when, it. when people talk about predicting the recession and things like that. It's yeah. like people talking about politics at a bar. Well, like, I'm also, just like, listen, you're fucking blabbering. I don't even <laughs> want to. Right. Whatever you say you is know. like what you, you say because tomorrow you're going like, to wake up and be like, do this wow, that was Shut fucking up. stupid. We've well, been hearing about it, rates going to 6% since 2000. Right. And now they're going to be the yeah. lowest they've ever been. Every you're never going to see a rate We're all fucking idiots. Nobody predicted that, right? So anyways, you never know. So we're running out of time and I do want to get to our three questions. Every show we do three questions. Uh, they're totally random uh, in my head. Except for the first one. Except for the first one. Thank you for clarifying I mean, that. Every week. Every week is the same thing. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. So so first question is, what scares John Hill? That's a pretty common name. So this John Hill. Yeah, you, this yeah, John Hill. Yeah, what, yeah, scares, what scares John Hill? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, God. Uh, I think uh, uh, I, I would have to say, you know, my daughter's not, you know, being successful and being happy. That would that scares me. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's it's a very deep. good one. Wow, that that's a very did not expect that. From did you. not expect that from you at all. Yeah, that's uh, what happens to, to, when you when you have kids. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Start, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, next question is: If you could change one body part, what would it be and why? <laughs> on on yourself. <laughs> on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess uh, my shoulder right now. Because it's really not working all that good. Well, it's because you worked out. Like you think you're 14 again, and you're the 25 again. And, like you're like, oh, put it up, weight, and then just blow out your shoulder. I pick things up and put them down. Yeah, yeah. Um, Could be your liver. It could be that. It could be that's not a body part though. That's more it's of a part a, of your body. I guess. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, a liver too. If you had to give an award for the person that has that has the, made the biggest impact in your life, if there's one award to give out, who would get that award? Oh like God, that. the one award for the person who's made the most impact in my life. Um, it'd have to be uh, you know a split award between my mom and dad. No, there's one. One award. One, one award. Yeah. One award. Mom. Wow. It's either mom or dad. There's oh one God, that's well, tough. one award, because, but there could be multiple. Because one person's gonna be mad and the other person's gonna be mad, right? Take so, your parents out of it. Take your parents out of it. Take your parents out. Most influential out of my parents, I would have to say the guy who brought me into this business. His name's Bernie Youngblood. Bernie Youngblood. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's uh, he was owner, part owner of uh, Title One, and uh, one of the most. Uh, he's uh, he actually I feel passed like I've away seen a few Bernard years ago. Youngblood on some docs. Yeah, he's uh, he, he, different different Bernard Youngblood. Um, he passed it? away a few years ago, um, but was one of the greatest people I've ever met in this industry. He was just again he owned uh, Title One. What did you get out of that relationship? Oh, just just His to life. be integrity. Yeah. Um, be kind to everybody. And the guy never had a bad thing to say about anybody. He treated everybody like they were his family. So he was an amazing. Person. So although he, he, you give it, you give him the award, you don't follow his his teachings. <laughs> I Man. hope I do. I, I, I hope I do because again, I mean, he was one of the greatest people that I've ever met. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it would be him. Well, John, I appreciate you coming on the show. Obviously, we've been friends for a long time, and I, and I wish you the best. Uh, tell the audience how they can get a hold of you if, of you if, if they want to talk to you about Credit Healthy. 
Perfect. Yeah, just go to the website at uh, getcredithealthy.com or you can email me at uh, jhill at getcredithealthy.com. Yeah, he, he, he responds to emails within like 48 to 72 hours. Days. 48 <laughs> yeah. to 72 days sometimes. Uh, all right, everyone. Well, that is our show. Listen, I, w- I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, the Our audience is actually growing surprisingly, John. People actually listen to the show. It's really, really weird. It's good. Yeah. yeah. So if anybody wants to get get a hold of us, go to irepodcast.com or email us at info at irepodcast.com. What? Is that yeah. our, it's info, I, right? Info, yeah. Info. I don't know. I'm going back on vacation. I'm already checked out. Brad, Brad, is, <laughs> Brad barely talked this show. He's been up north in a camper. His wife hates it. He's going all the way. She's liking it now. He's going to the UP. He's going down to Wisconsin. He's going back to Marquette. And he's coming back. I mean, and he's like stoked about this. And then he's like, I'm going to have to sell the camper after because my wife hates it. And it, it does smell no, she's like it now. On this side, it smells like bourbon. I don't know why. Um, That's probably just the polo. He's sweating out. The, <laughs> sweating out the, the I can alcohol. I see it in his eyes. They tell a story of a long night. No, yeah. it was a long night, but not for that. Was, okay. oh, crazy. By the way, let's, I think next week we've got uh, Barry Habib on, I think, right? Barry's a great week? dude. Yeah, we're going to have Barry on. Love so. Barry. Uh, love you guys. Uh, happy anniversary to my wife if she listens. She never will, but love you all. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to Inside Real Estate, the nation's top real estate podcast. Don't forget to follow us at irepodcast.com and everywhere where podcasts are available. 